a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. Watch Shugel wrap up with Weegee and JT. I'm Steve Mathis, of course. Thanks for listening to these. Really appreciate it. Uh, we got Fly Racing on board with us. 2020 gear is on the website now. We're there all week checking it out, and uh, it's fantastic. New colors, new styles, new features and benefits. Uh, flyracing.com. Go there. Check it out. 2020 gear out. Uh, Zach Osborne was rocking it this weekend. Ben LeMay as well. John Short. Lots of guys. Pretty much all the guys had Fly Racing on 2020 stuff. So, yeah, thanks to those guys for making it happen. Also, thank you to... Uh, Alpine Stars and Maxis, uh, really appreciate those guys for coming on board. The Tech 10, the most advanced boot of motocross today. They launched a LE Edition Tech 5 this weekend, and uh, it's pretty sweet looking. Yeah, so if you're in the market for a uh, mid-level boot, the Tech 5 from Alpine Stars is now out in LE condition, or LE colors, I guess. Thanks, Maxis, as well. MXST tires developed by the King. Jeremy McGrath used by AJ Cantanzaro in Supercross this year, MXST. The ITs are coming out soon, according to the King, so that'll be good to check out the Maxxis IT line, of course, as well. Thanks to those guys for coming on board, and uh, Maxxis.com, great mountain bike tires as well. So whether it's Fly Racing or Alpine Stars or Maxxis, uh, support the sponsors of the show. We really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, let's get right into Washugal and all that happened with uh, Wygant and JT, shall we? Here we go. All right, everybody, now as promised on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, we're going to delve into... Washugal and all that happened there. Three rounds left of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships and uh, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. That's what, the, that's what this podcast is. So let's get right into it with a couple of guys that uh, were there this weekend hanging out, taking it all in. First up, from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. The 2020 gear is out now. It is available for sale now. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. It's been a, a long week. Uh, long weekend. I got home late last night. Flew back, and uh, I'll be honest, I was feeling it today. It's been a been a tough day for me. How was traffic leaving the the track? It was fine. I left uh, before the race ended because I just didn't want to deal with it because because it can be horrific there. Yes, and yes. Uh, I had the VP of our company with me, and he needed to be home last night, so we left a little early just to make sure. Right. All right. Yeah. Big big summer camp this week with Bradshaw and Andrew Short. I mean, just incredible. It was, man. It was awesome. I I really enjoy it when we start there. And I'm fortunate that I don't have to do most of the planning. We have a marketing team that does most of it. Uh, But, yeah, just the week itself, you know, for us, the biggest goal is to make sure that every single thing for the media and for people there is covered, from transportation to meals to activities. And, uh, yeah, it takes a toll. I mean, Mm -hmm. I – can guarantee you that everybody involved was really tired. Uh, and then just Washugo on top of it added 
for, for yeah. me. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm I'm glad I had today off, I can tell you that. Also on the line, the voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships with uh, Grant Langston, voice of uh, GNCC, the voice of quad racing, voice of many things. Jason Wygan, what's up, Weege? Yeah. How are you? Traffic apparently got much worse later on Saturday. Oh, really? What about you, Steve? Yeah, I guess, well, I had I made a UE. Everyone was turning around. There must have been an accident on the main road. So I turned yeah, around and went tricks. left. I went, I went right out of the gate, went, you know, quarter mile, turned around and went that way, and it was fine. Ah, uh, much better move. But somebody on, if you went right out of the gate and bent through the town, there must have been an issue. Yeah, dude, it was unreal. And, uh, you know, all of us made our super late red-eye flights, but not when everyone thought uh, they would get there. I mean, at least, it was at least an hour longer than it should have been. It was unbelievable. Was there an accident or what was going on? I could never figure out oh. what the deal was. I don't know if it's literally like there's that one light 10 miles away. Yeah. It just stacked everybody up. I don't know. No, I never I, saw any police cars or anything. There were people coming the other way with their hands out the window in a circular motion, like turn around to, uh, oh, to, to interesting. us. Interesting. And so I'm like, okay, all right. So I turned around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, n- definitely a drawback of Washougal um, is the traffic in and out of that facility. Man, it, it is. It's not good. <laughs> uh, other yeah. than that, I mean, it's beautiful. It's a it's a good track. It's not a great track. It's a good track. Great facility. Great scenery, obviously. Uh, and I don't think the weather could have been any more perfect. JT, it was absolutely just amazing. Yeah, I mean there were a couple of rain showers, but no big deal. And it absolutely made for the best track possible. And yeah, I, I must have said it five, five times on Saturday about how great of a day it was weather wise. I mean, yeah. it just was perfect. It was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, all right, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Um, this weekend's ride for Eli Tomac is the reason why, why can't we question him when things go sideways? Because he's capable of this. This is what he can do. And, and it was amazing. He fell in the first moto, still won. Second moto came from, I don't know, he was 15th probably at one point, And then just amazing. Just And that's why when the things go sideways, we can't figure it out. There you go. Yeah, it's it's a double standard for sure. Uh, it's maybe unrealistic expectations, but wrapped in all of that is actually a compliment. We don't say these things about anyone else. Now, if Ken Roxon hadn't gone through the injuries, we'd probably hold him to the same standard, but he's got an amazing built-in excuse, and I don't think there's anybody else out there, even if you're Cooper Webb and Jason Anderson who have Supercross titles and Eli doesn't, I don't think anyone is held to a higher standard of the expectation of, on any given day, there's literally nothing that anyone can do with this guy. Uh, and I don't know if there's anyone else we could say that about. And, yeah. yeah, this year the double standard has been, and we've discussed it on this podcast a lot, we haven't seen that level of riding. He's merely been good enough to open up a gigantic points lead for the third straight year yeah. in the 450 motocross class. Like, somehow that's not considered good enough. But it's because we know that these days are – something he can do, and we haven't seen a day like this. He did go 1-1 at Fox Raceway, and he did pass most of these guys, so that was really good. But this was even a higher level, and yeah, it's probably yeah. not fair. But look, man, when that, that's it's just what all the dudes at that level deal with. I mean, LeBron James is held to the standard of until he wins a title, he's garbage. He was the best basketball player in the NBA, but he hadn't won an NBA title, so he was garbage even though he was better than any other player in the league. 
it's not fair when you're the best guy what the expectations are. But we've seen what Tomac's capable of, and we got it this time. This was this was vintage. Yeah, Tomac. It was it was amazing, awesome. Anything else you want to say? Yeah, JT was carrying so much more speed than those guys in the turns. I mean, he was coming in. It looked like he was coming in just a gear higher. Just yeah, I'm just uh, I'm going that much fa- visibly carrying more speed around the turns. And see you later. Well, I'm confused because when when I say that that's the standard that I hold him to because I know what he's capable of, then you come down on me for saying it's unrealistic to hold him to that expectation. The, so the, the only. The only thing I came down to you was the WW Ranch ride, where, you know, you, you, that seventh you were, you were perplexed I'm, on the seventh, and I'm like, yeah, you I weren't mean, perplexed. No, not really. It was hot as balls. Really? It was rough. He got a shitty start. I mean, it wasn't. What? It hey, wasn't. Hold on. Wait, Freddie Norin battling with him. Yeah, no, it it, it, it on, just man. it just wasn't. I mean, I I'm like, wow, he won the second moto going away. Well, not going away. Osborne put some heat on him. But, but isn't it, it's not perplexing? I don't get it, man. You're really inconsistent on this topic. I don't get it. No, I'm not. I'm the one who brought it up that he's Carmichael-esque, and that's why we we don't see these rides from Dungy, Carmichael, Villapoto. When I when I wonder and you know scratch my you know scratch my head about it, you think I'm I'm like insulting him or something. I just I don't understand only because of how good he is. Like for him to ride in the back in the back of the top 10 and get passed back and forth by Freddie and, and no offense to Freddie, but he's not Eli Tomac. That's, that's a fair, you know, generalization. It doesn't make any sense. That, it just, that's all I'm saying. And I don't, if, if Eli wasn't capable of doing things like he did yesterday, I would never say that because there's nothing wrong with getting seventh. I would, I would have killed to get seventh most weekends, but Eli Tomac is capable of doing, being much better than that every time out. So when he's not, I think it's a fair question to ask of why is he in seventh. To fall in the first moto and still win. <laughs> when well, he when he yeah. fell, I'm like, I mean, he got up quick. It wasn't that big of a deal, but the time was but running to be down. Fair, Ken, Kenny was done. And I, I say that, you know, and that sounds harsh, but Kenny was done. He didn't have anything. If Kenny was at the strength he was at at the beginning of the moto, there's not a chance in hell that Eli catches them. I mean, and and we know Kenny's dealing with whatever he's dealing with this this mystery issue. But I think it was pretty obvious that he was nowhere near full strength in the last few laps. And you know, no, that's all giving all credit to Eli too. But I I don't think that Kenny was anywhere near able to fight him off at the end. I mean, he had one bad lap. He I looked at the times earlier today. He had a bad lap, but they were pretty consistent. I mean, he was doing two. 220s, and then his his last few were 222s and a 224 in the last one. There was just one bad one where he really I don't know what happened. I, I don't remember watching it or seeing it, but I thought I didn't think he was that dropped off in times. Really, you don't you don't think that he was suffering at all at the end? Oh, he was, but he did a 221 on lap 10 and a 221 on lap nine, and yeah. then he did a 222 on lap 13 and 14. So you know it wasn't. I don't. I don't think he was suffering type deal. He's slowing down for sure. But I mean, yeah, I just think if if you give me a uh, Kenny Roxon with no issue and no ailment, whatever he's suffering from, and Eli goes down with a couple laps to go, I'm sorry. I just don't think he's going to catch him there. That, that's my opinion, and I don't have any evidence to back it up. That's just what I believe. Um, I just don't think Kenny had really any fight left. Second moto, Weege was uh, pretty amazing. Also, uh, he was pretty buried. I mean, he was far back. I, but after that first moto, I'm like, I think he can win. I think he can win. 
that's where I was at, even though he was like 15th. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that because we've seen that type of thing before. I mean, look, he's generally not a good starter. So whether it's 15th or 11th or 7th, it, we've we've seen his ability to come through the pack regardless of what the number is. Now, I will say it's even more amazing this year because this field, as we said all year, is a little bit deeper than usual, and especially at this time of the year. I mean, our injury report coming into this race had, on Racer X had four guys, four out and then Baggett eventually was out but of the entire 450 class of the regulars Mm -hmm. we ended up with Baggett missing five guys I mean that's got to be an all-time low for injuries Uh, on the factory level uh, lost almost no one Uh, Seeley and Hill you know Uh, so that makes it even more impressive but um, man I don't I don't know like it just does go back to saying how is he able to do this here uh, some people were bagging on me because after Spring Creek, uh, Webb, I said that Webb held him off in the first moto. And they're like, oh, that's just because Teasdale held him up. Dude, he got to Webb's rear wheel. He got to Webb's rear wheel. Now, I know it was a mud race, and it makes it harder to yeah. pass. But in general, the Eli Tomac at Millville was just not this Eli Tomac. Like, there were some circumstances, yes, yeah. the lapper didn't help and the mud didn't help. But this is just... And, this is just ridiculous. And, careful, Weech. Careful, Weech. Steve will tell you that you're you're coming down on Tomac. You're being unfair. Yeah. And generally yeah. speaking, yeah. this isn't Eli's track either. Softer stuff is better at. He's better what? at. He's been great here. Uh, I think we have to put that to bed. Yeah, he's been too good to to believe that anymore. What's his I, record I here? The same way, but yeah. He dude. He, he made mention the last of the pre- four motos were retarded. This <laughs> track. Okay, full <laughs> retard. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you could say that anymore. No, uh, maybe not. Uh, but it was yeah yeah it was it was quite a ride fifty points now in the championship even even the year even the year where Kenny was just lights out Eli this was one of the races where Eli was just better yeah Eli that, that didn't really happen that year yeah Eli that beat him true. in a moto yep caught him and, uh, and Kenny just him. gave it to him that day he just said dude this track sketch you can have it yep. he did yep. um so yeah that's uh sixteen and uh eighteen and nineteen were impressive and by the way I talked to Eli after it and you mentioned the fifty points. He brought that up. I said, look, man, when you fell in the moto, you didn't have to go after Roxon for moto one. And you didn't have to beat Marvin moto two to get the overall. I'm like, so is that just your pace? Just naturally, I'm going fast enough. I'm going to do it. Or were you bound to determine that, hey, whatever it takes, I will do it. I have to win today. And he actually said my goal was to get it to 50 points. Uh, He doesn't want this to go to Ironman like it has the previous two years. So he really did have... I got to beat these guys. I'm not backing into it this year. Mm-hmm. I need to stamp it and stop taking this down to the final moto. That's just not a situation you want to be in. Yeah, well, that's probably not a bad bad thing. Watching him ride sometimes at Indiana over the years, like, yeah, dude, it's been rough. Yeah, yeah, it's probably not yeah. a bad idea. Just clinch this thing yes. at, at Buds Creek and call it and a day. And it's always a mud race. Yeah, really. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You don't want that circumstance. We've had Hurlings one- could show up. You don't want that. <laughs> Geyser, geyser, hurling. Who geyser knows? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Crazy stuff has happened at that yeah, final. I, we've had what one dry Indiana, I think, in this history out of four years. No, like not no. The year, the year they had the Legends race, it was dry. <laughs> that might have been the one. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was dry, other than the the tears from everybody who got yelled at. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the blood soaked into the soil. <laughs> Roxon Kevin was... Windham's venom and rage just <laughs> leaking all over the track. God. <laughs> T- thanks, thanks, Todd DeHoop. Thank you, Todd DeHoop. Yes. 
Todd the Hoops out there to beat Carmichael. <laughs> uh, he wanted a 50-point lead, I think. Roxon 2-3 on the day. Good day for Kenny. Uh, talking to Eric Kehoe, we, we were after the race. and A little positive uh, stuff a little bit. They think they, they're trying something. They think they have something planned. They think there's a plan for, to get Kenny better. Yeah, I'm waiting. It's like no one around Kenny. They want to let Kenny speak on it himself, it appears. You know, we talked to Kehoe. I talked to Blake Savage for a podcast a week ago. And it seems like everyone around him is saying they think they know what it is, but I think they all feel like it's Kenny's place. Whatever he wants to say, that's up to him. So, yeah, it seems like he's got something figured all, out. All I want to hear, as in the media guy, all I, I don't need the tests. I don't need the... Even the diagnosis. I just want to hear that they know what it is because that's the part where I'm like, what, what, what are you, what's going on? What's happening? You know, like that's yeah, the part. Yeah, you kept questioning that. You kept saying, like, how could it be six months and all these blood panels and not know, which I agree. I mean, I'm not a doctor. Maybe that's normal for some of these things. Yeah. Maybe, JT, you have a little more insight than us. But I do agree that when you have access to the best people, which Kenny has used the best people. Yes. It seems puzzling that this could go on since, what, March? Yeah. February? Did you, but I don't know. Maybe that's not atypical. I don't know. Did you think he was going to get Marv in the second moto? I did, man. He was riding really well. I yeah. know JT said he was done in that first moto, but it didn't seem the unbelievable level of drop off that we saw at a couple of rounds was much more manageable this time. So yeah. I kind of did. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, hold on. Who are we talking about? Drop off. I'm. We're talking about Eli, right? No, we're saying Kenny. Did you think that Kenny would? I thought Steve was talking about. I thought oh. Steve was talking no. about Eli. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Okay. No, yeah, I, I did not. I did Eli not think Kenny no was drop off ever. He's the same guy every weekend. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't think Kenny was going to get him. I did. I mean, Marv is – no, Marv's been pretty strong. And when he gets out front, he's really good when he's out front. And I just – I don't have any confidence right now waiting the moto for Kenny. I, I just don't. And that's – listen, Kenny is a hardworking dude. Like, I've seen that guy just put in 10-mile runs like nobody's business and – you know, want to go for a bike ride later. You know, I, I don't want it to sound like that. Just with the problems he's had, I don't have any confidence in what he can do late in the moto as far as, you know, making a move or anything like that. Uh, Cooper Webb, 3-5 on the day. Pretty decent showing after a 1-1. I mean, you know, get third in the first moto, end up on the podium. Not bad. Um, Wait, hold, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to talk about that. You can't say that. Yeah. That's uh, not exactly how it went. Dude. We were all saying, oh, confidence, confidence. Con Whoa, what's going to happen? Not me. Well, what happened is he went right back to where he was. Yeah, JT I was. was. I wasn't. I just well, in general, it was a topic of discussion. What might happen now yeah. that he's got to win? Well, what happened was he's right back to the fourth place that he was before Millville. It didn't actually really make any difference. And he really wasn't. Yeah, Steve says he got third. I mean, he, yes, he did get third, but only because Anderson crashed on the last lap. I mean, he wasn't the third place guy in that moto. Yeah, he was right there, though. It's close. Kind of. I mean, Anderson, Anderson passed him. I don't know. To me, I was underwhelmed with Webb on the weekend. Take it, take that for what you will. Uh, if he was sitting right here, I would tell him that. I Coming out of that ride at Millville, I expected more than what I saw on Saturday at, at Washougal. It was a good race there in the first moto between those guys. They were going at it. It was intense. Like It was good. Good to see. It was all Baker's guys going at it. There was some contact. Between Webb and, and Anderson at one point, that was cool. Good to watch. A 450 class is just amazing right now. It is, man. That freight train is just yep. It just never stops. You're like, oh, and there's Zacco also. Like it just keeps going and going and going. It's I've never seen anything quite like it. I feel this late in the year. 
Savachi's back. Savachi's back. Yeah. Look, two hole shots for sure. Two hole shots and a six six. That's that's all the way back. (laughs) Just take that. His speed, his speed is fine. He needs a little bit more fitness, but speed wise, I mean, he's as good as not as good as Eli, but he's as good as anybody else. It seems for a few laps. They qualified third. So yeah, yeah, yeah. His I, I don't know exactly why he doesn't have the fitness yet. Maybe it's just a lack of experience running at the front. You know that that seems to happen for guys is the intensity is just more than they can can muster in practice and they get tight and all that stuff. Um, but the riding is is incredible. I mean, that was a really really good day. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, JT, because I do feel like look, it is his first year in the class. So those guys are going freaking nutballs in those first couple laps. Is it just like? Literally, I've never experienced this in my life. Like, oh, my God, these guys are going so fast. I'm going to try. But is it actually fitness or is it more like you just need to get accustomed mentally and physically to that level of just gnarliness that those dudes have been doing for years now and certainly all season? I think I think he's going so hard in the beginning when he gets a whole shot like that. Yeah. Like in the the first mode, he was trying to go with Rockton and he was just flat out. I mean, he was probably redlined so bad. And that there's just no way to replicate that at a practice track. You just can't do it. Uh, and on top of that, I mean, he's DNF so pretty, so many freaking motos that he probably is suffering a little bit of fitness. He hasn't raced a lot. He races one one moto a weekend half the time. So, yep. um, yeah, I think it's just the culmination of all that stuff. But I can tell you, and we've seen this play out over time, if he keeps putting himself in spots like that, he's going to get better and better and better and be able to stay up there more and more. Anderson's uh, well. Anderson got docked two spots in the second moto for the pass on Savachi, and first moto, like you said, he crashed on the last lap. He also was taking a lot of liberties with the yellow Chevy's markers. Yeah. <laughs> besides the Savachi thing, which we can discuss, but yes, in general. Yeah. Besides, the, the <laughs> yeah, a lot of those. Right, a lot of those. We're just gonna, yeah. He had a weird race in the first moto. He like. He was okay, and then all of a sudden he seemed to get like really fast, and then he seemed to get kind of drop off a little bit. Like I don't, I haven't studied his lap times a little bit, but I was like, oh, he's on it, he's on it. He he moved forward, got some guys, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, he's kind of looks like he's holding those guys up a little bit. Like just he had a weird race. Yeah, Tomac got him quick, and then actually at one point Anderson like ramped it back up yeah. and stayed with him, which. I mean, obviously, Eli was going balls out fast, and somehow Anderson actually matched that for a little while. But then, yeah, then it stopped. Yeah. Which maybe goes back to what we're saying with Savachi. He's going, he's running as fast as he can, and Eli's jogging at that same speed. Yeah. How, essentially. How'd you feel about the penalty? Well, first of all, <laughs> did you see what started it? Like, Savachi just hung a left. Mm. Don't you no, feel I don't. that way? I was watch. I watched it live. I didn't watch. I haven't watched the replay yet. I got home late. So, did you see JT? Yeah, he he goes outside to outside. Yeah, uh, it was a little questionable. But, yeah, penalized. It wasn't but. dirty though. It wasn't no. dirty. I, I mean, if you're Anderson, I can understand the frustration. No doubt, yes. I can understand That's what the I'm frustration. At. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think Anderson was just like, dude, you and I both know that I'm going around you, and you need to get the hell out of my way. Like that to me. I would almost guarantee that's going through Anderson's head. It's like, you and I both know I'm passing you in this photo. You're not going to beat me. So get out of the way right now. And then when he kind of ran him off the track, he's like, oh, God, all right, screw this. I'm going around you. I'm going up the inside of you, and this is done. I, don't, I you know, And he probably didn't even care. If he was getting penalized, he probably hoped he didn't. 
But yeah, I, to me, it was full frustration when he did that move. Yeah, I can't disagree. You got to penalize him. He did pass him while off the track. I get all yeah. that. But to me, like, if Savachi didn't move over on him, the whole thing probably wouldn't have happened, which is, you, you can't penalize Savachi for it. It wasn't dirty. Yeah. But one thing did lead to the well, other. I don't think, I think Savachi started it. You know, that, that kind of incident is what led to the Canadian controversy. Like Phil saying, you know I'm getting around you. I've caught you from way back. I'm going, you don't have enough time to, to hold me off. And then we all shit hit the fan. Same kind of deal. Yeah. You know? It was puzzling. I don't think I saw anybody do what Savachi did all day. Like if you were on the right side coming into that next right, you just stay there. And all Man of a sudden, like, he's, yeah. just, he's just going over to the outside. He's just drifting. And, and I, think, uh, yeah. I, I think if he doesn't cut the track there, he probably... I don't say knocks him down, but he definitely hits Savachi hard somewhere soon after that because he, Anderson I think really he was really pissed. Yeah. Anderson? Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Shocking, I know. Uh, somewhere in the back. So, um, by the way, I, I tweeted this out yesterday. Like, it's a cool track. There wasn't a lot of passing going on. A lot of guys told me afterwards how pinned they were everywhere, and they just, it would take forever to set somebody up. And if you make one mistake, you lost, uh, you know, numerous milliseconds that you were trying to set the guy up on and, and really I mean obviously there was passing I mean Bogle rode really well Tomac course passed guys and you know uh, Kyle Peters came from dead last to, to 18th or something so there, there was passing going on but it's just it's so fast it's so yeah. sweep corner corner sweep sweep and you you can't get by a guy you know yeah ask, ask Cincerello how he feels about that yeah yeah no he was one of the guys too for sure um Oh, by the way, uh, Racer X is running a, a sweepstakes right now. Uh, if you subscribe or renew, you can win a trip to L.A. with three friends to see the Bennett's War red carpet movie premiere. It runs from now until August 7th. The winner will be picked on August 8th. The premiere is August 13th in L.A. Head to Racer X online of forward slash sweepstakes. Bennett's War. Really been pumping this thing out. It's a motocross movie. Yeah, it's Forrest uh, Luke Soil, right? Forrest Films. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we're going to fly people. If you subscribe or renew, we're going to fly you to L.A. You could, there's a chance that you could win this thing. So pretty cool. Um, Osborne had a weird day. Did he crash in the first moto? Was it just – did he just he not did, go yeah. anywhere? Yeah, he was bleeding all over the place. Was he? he? Okay. Smacked, smacked, his, smacked his face pretty good. When did he crash? Uh, maybe like three-quarters of the way through. Okay. Went from seventh to ninth. Yeah. That makes sense yeah. because he looked like he was putting near the end. Like there was, yeah, he was, yeah. he was, he was right. bleeding pretty good. Right. Yeah. Uh, second moto though, got a fourth. So good job for Zacco and, and, and a hard fourth at that. He was, uh, and, and I know you read this, but he was mentioning that the, uh, the injury that kept him out of red bud was tougher to deal with at Washougal's track than it was at Millville. So he, he kind of pointed to that as, as, as more of an off day. Makes sense. Harder terrain, right? More. You're slapping down more, yeah. Yeah, and I think this track, uh, having raced there a lot, when it, it gets slippery and you are always, always fighting for traction, which means you're you have to hold on super tight because it traction is stepping out on you all the time. And I think it made sense when he said that. I didn't know he was suffering with that at all until he mentioned that. Right. And then once he said, it, I was like, yeah, I could totally get that because you're you're gripping with everything you have on this track where. A track with a lot of traction, you can kind of let the bike go, and you can trust it a little bit more. And this one, you really can't. Dean Wilson didn't have a good day. Just seven, oh, ten, just yeah, yeah, just 
Didn't have a lot of spark. Although Freddie Norton and him had battles all day long. Oh, they were in a uh, war all day. Oh, Unbelievable. Fre- Freddie and Dino just. And you know Dino is just not pumped on that, right? And, yeah. And yeah. that's not, uh, to me, I don't care. No offense to, no, to Freddie, but I would almost guarantee you in Dino's mind, he thinks he shouldn't be battling with Freddie. Right. You know, and, and they it's, were at war all day long. It's Mike Alessi factor. When Mike was racing a lot and certain elite guys, they just didn't feel like Mike should pass them or be along with them. And then the frustration would set in because they yep. didn't really like the dude. Although, you, did, you know, I'm sure Freddie. Well, that's, yeah, that's not fair to Freddie. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm Freddy's, sure Freddy's Dean, cool. Yeah, Fre- I'm sure Dean likes Freddie, but yeah. Uh, Sweden versus uh, Scotland. Just all out. out Long there. history of bad blood. Oh, there. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Did you guys hear about Barsha and Devin Raper? Nope. No. I ran into Devin after the, after the race, and he told me in the first moto um, – Barsha was coming up or lapping him or coming through the pack. I think lapping him. They got into it a little bit. Barsha whipped his front end and re- ripped his re- whipped his rear end of the bike towards Raper, almost hit him in the head, almost took him out. And this, this is before when they had collided. Yeah, they had collided earlier. Um, not Raper said it was kind of his fault, but he didn't know Justin was there. So my bad. Sorry. Then Barsha whips it at him. Raper gets pissed, takes him out. Uh, they're on the ground. Raper grabs his helmet and pushes him back down and gets DQ'd. Raper's a big dude. <laughs> and 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 he was just like, I'm not going to let that guy treat me like that, Barsha. And this is so. This is all Raper's uh, um, words. I didn't get Barsha's side, but yeah. So somewhere out there, and I had somebody tweet me about it too. They told me they saw everything. So they, those two actually had physical contact on physical contact on the track. Hmm. Yeah. Uh and Plessinger, Plessinger's bike had a clutch problem, couldn't even start the moto. Not good. Yeah, the first moto. Had to pull the bike off the line and that's head good. back to the pit. That's not good. Yamaha, not good. Yamaha did um, Travis Preston's a little bit more involved with the team. And Travis, I guess, rode one of their race bikes, uh, had some suggestions on setup. So they flew him to Washougal to kind of work with their riders and see if they can translate what the riders want to what the bike, to what the changes the bike could, could do. So Yamaha is revamping its program a little bit. We'll see if Preston gets more involved. Well, it well, seems like they're just missing a little bit there, yeah. Sorry, Weech. We didn't get much into this, but, I mean, from what I heard, and I think you did too, Steve, like Dean Ferris is gone, and I don't think he got fired. Um, I think he wasn't happy with the bike. Now, obviously, we make fun of setup all the time, so you can take all that with a grain of salt if you want. You could say that Dean Ferris is maybe making an excuse, but at least from his perspective, uh, couldn't get the bike where he wanted it. Yeah. So yeah. take that for what it's worth, but – that was at least his side of the story. Right. I was in the Yamaha yeah. truck in the morning talking to AP and Justin, actually. And so Justin has like a phone. They won't give me the number for, but everyone important gets the number, you know. But So I only have nice. his burner account. And I just like, I'm like, dude, can you text me back? Can you check check your janky drug phone and check text, text me back? And he's like, eh. And I'm like, well, AP, can I have his number, like the real number? And AP's like, no. So that's it. That's, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm on the other phone. So I can't I can't get any info out of, out of Barsha. Oh, you're not on the good phone. No, I'm not on the good phone. Interesting. Um, talk to Burner in the morning. Sounds like Baggett will be out for the year. So got a virus. Got can't figure it out. Bummer. Yeah, I didn't even know that. That sucks. Yeah. I was uh, I was yeah. hoping they would he would be back. No, no, it doesn't sound good. So um, what else? Uh, Bogle, like I said, came from way back in one moto. Had had one good moto. John Short again. 11-12. 
I was bugging him after the race. I'm like, oh, yeah, you can't back up the 6'8". Oh, yeah, nice work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, still another good moto, 11-12 for John Short. And, like, legit, right? Like just, Yes. Just, yes. I'm, I'm going to ride up that's here. That's the point I was going to make. Yeah. Yep. He was actually catching Barsha in the first moto, first 450 moto. He was catching Barsha at the end for 10th. Yep. Um, he, he was not, yeah, in that pit board they said, not a fluke. Uh, yeah, okay, he's not going to win the race or whatever, but he is he is a legit top 12 guy right now. Yep. Um, LeMay had a good weekend, too. Good job for Ben LeMay, 13-14 after a few bad weeks. Ben's always good at Washugo. So yeah, and he was, try- he was trying like hell to stay with John Short in yeah. that first moto. And yep. He just couldn't do it. No. Um, you know, he probably went to Washugo a lot, local races from Alaska. So Yeah, like 20-hour drive. Yeah, yeah, just headed down. Um, yeah, he was good. Uh, what else? Weej, anything else? 450 class? Uh, by the way, I did see Savace at the airport, and he said he actually did have a minor bike problem in both motos, so the like legacy continues. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, clutch problem in one moto, and I think his header was falling, header pipe falling off in another. Like, Oh, okay. So well, He at least didn't have to go to the mechanics area, but I don't get it. Like The amount of yeah. bike problems he has had, and then crashes. Yep. It's been yep. strange. Um. What else? Uh, Burner told me, silly season stuff, Burner told me that they probably will just have two guys over there. So it sounds like it's a Bogle Bloss thing at some point. Some sort of shootout between them. Uh, Benny, I didn't see it. I saw Benny on the ground, but Benny ate crap in the first moto, right over the bars. Is he all right? Yeah, he's fine. He just sounded like he dinged up his head. So Okay. Also, we were talking to Kehoe about that second spot over there. Yeah, yeah, the basic thing that he threw out is why not let these guys ride and just see what they have? You know, there's plenty of dudes that were in and out with injuries. Yeah. You know, I think Wilson was even rumored for a while. He was out. Savachi was rumored for a while. He was out for a while. So they're looking at it. I actually asked Dean. I was like, why Why did they just have room for you on Husky for next year? Why did they just have that this year? What's the difference? And at first he said, I think my Supercross results are more consistent. No, wait. No. No, I had some good rides last year. I don't know. I think they just know they can handle three bikes now. <laughs> and guys get hurt, and you end up having two in the end anyway. It, it never made sense to drop them. It was ridiculous. No. Never. No, it didn't. No. And this is just the way it should have been all along. I'm just puzzled by it. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, they did the right thing. Good for them. Right. I mean, really, when you look at it, the the Rocky Mountain guys, that's factory equipment over there, but they seem like they're going to go Bloss or Bogle, right? They Natural fits. Everybody likes them. Everything else. So I would say that spot is up for grabs and, or up, up taken with one of those two guys. So there's two spots on a factory level. There's Honda and there's JGR. And I don't think it's a slide on the JGR guys to say that the Honda one is preferred. And I was telling Kehoe that. And I just said, yeah, you could slow play this, Eric. You could totally slow play this because you're the spot people want. You know? So, and I think. Yeah, yes and no. I think they're only offering a one year deal. So I don't think anybody is jumping at the chance because they know that it's only one year and that's not a great situation to be in yeah i still feel though like okay the jgr would be two years right but i don't know i still feel like get me on that bike with that team and and some of that is some of that is a a little bit of a myth nowadays you know it's not the factory honda of the 80s anymore but yeah but i I do think that some of these guys are like nah because i think the plan in my perspective is that after the first year 
they're they're putting Sexton in that spot full time, so mm-hmm. they know this this ride has an expiration date. Right. And if they have anything that's two years on it, they're going there, so they're not in this spot again next year. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I love how we talk about contracts and silly season, but the one thing we don't know is what generally should be the most important thing of all, which is what if Honda's offering you virtually no money and JGR is offering you a lot? Like sometimes you do have to think about that. I mean, it's easy for us to think bike and team and performance only because we don't know the numbers. Well, I think when it comes to Honda ride, you know, there's a there's a there's a bottom level of salary that you're going to get for a factory rider. Uh, I guess, but isn't you know, it possible that JGR could pay a lot more? Probably. Yes. Right. So I know uh, anyone listening to this is like, who cares? It's all about the wins. you got to at least consider that. Ooh, two-year deal, way more money. Oh, I mean, of course you consider that. Yeah, so I think that's fair. Like, you got to factor that in. I, I was trying to do the deal with J-Bone and Lucas Myrtle, Savachi's agent. Yep. I was at the table, and I was trying to get the deal done right there. I'm like, let's make this happen. Like, why are we, why are we making this happen? Like, I don't get it. Okay. And, and, you know, J-Bone was like, hey, we don't have a title, and I don't think we're going to have that title locked in before we need to sign riders. Mm. So we can't go, you know, all out because we don't have this title, which we all think yeah. is going to be this Cherokee Casino. We're all, you know, but but it just doesn't sound like it's going to be done. And I'm like, okay, well, Myrtle, you only got one, one year in Honda. You need two over here. You know, it sounds good. The bike's good, you know. And I said, what about the goggles? Because Joey's got a goggle deal, but he... That sounds like he, you know, he can get out of that to wear the Scott goggles that the JGR team is contracted for. And I said, okay, we got a deal. Let's do this. And Myrtle was ready. Myrtle was ready, but Jabo didn't didn't commit. So, and then I threw in the gargoyles, but no, nothing happened. Oh, perfect. Um. All right. Um. Did anybody see? I guess on the last lap, and, and this would only be Pulp Mex fantasy talk here, but on the last lap, one of the Cowie guys told me this morning that Koga. Who was twenty sixth, twenty fifth, second moto? Uh, maybe even a bit higher. He threw it away on the last lap. Hit a sprinkler head, flew off the track, didn't finish. Sprinkler or fl- the track got flooded, but the checkers were out, so Koga got thirty first or whatever because the other guys had been, were done their moto. Um, yeah. So, anyways, did anybody see this or hear about this? Uh, I knew he DNF'd. Which I was very thankful for because he was not on my Pulp Max Fantasy team. Yeah, but I don't I don't know anything about sprinklers. I don't know anything other than this was his last race. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, he. Um... Oh, I did talk to Austin Koba, who yeah. he was on his fantasy team, and Austin said he considered stopping to help him. <laughs> That's nice. I like that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I guess, yeah, he flew off the track, hit a sprinkler head, water gushing everywhere, flooding the track, but it was the last lap of the last moto. So everything just, we just, it was just okay. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> I like, uh, I listened to your pulpcast with Bowers. Yep. I believe that's, yeah. Yep. Koga just gets tired and then rides dirty is essentially. Yeah. Thing yeah. What he said. Right. Koga rides dirty? Oh, uh, really? I did not know that. I didn't know either, but there's a Bowers. probably a, Bowers mints no words. No, there probably was a kamikaze pilot joke in there somewhere. <laughs> you can't say that. R.I.P. Irv Braun. Um, I, I, yeah, so he's done, JT? That's it? He's going home? Uh, from from what I've heard, that's his, okay. that was the last one, yeah. All right. Um, What else? Uh, 450 class. Anything else? Seven Deuce Deuce was there. 25-25 for the number 97. Yep. Uh, Colba did ride pretty well, JT. 
26, 26. Which is pretty good considering his Paula and Hangtown results. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. got a full-time job. Right, right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, it's, just I'm, a, it's just a hobby at this point for him, you know? Yep, for sure. So. Um, Dylan Merriam, I don't know. It must have crashed out in the first moto. He was back this week, though. Crashed out. Yeah, he, uh, he was in 14th in the first moto and solid. Like, no problem. He's for sure finishing top 15 in that moto. And then he crashed right past the mechanics area and that left. Oh yeah, he w- he was trying to pass. Uh, that's where Benny. That's that's where Benny went down too, right? No, Benny crashed in the chicane. Oh, uh, but yeah, it was a weird crash. He he crashed trying to pass somebody, and they, and he was doing really well. And then he hurt something with his hand or wrist because he literally forgot, didn't care about his bike, and went straight off the track. And the Alpine Stars medical rig was right there, and went straight inside. I mean, like. I watched him like run off the track and run straight into the rig. Like he has something. No, oh. there's something wrong with his hand or wrist. There's like in a serious on. way. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't just. Oh yeah, yeah. My hand is sore. Right. He had something cut or broken or something. So. All right. Um. Anything else, Weech, for 450 class? Washugo. Nope. All right. Uh. Thanks to Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. 2020 gear out now. So please check it out. All the riders this weekend were decked out in that stuff, uh, and you could see it out in the track very well. So Flyracing.com. Uh, grab them on the web, uh, watercraft stuff as well, out mountain bike, of course. And uh, thanks to Racetech uh, Suspension, Racetech Pulp 19 is the code to save. Uh, using Racetech uh, is great for many racers out there, including Michael Alessi, who went 1-1 again in Canada, everybody. I don't know what ha- I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on, but Michael Alessi's charge to the title is going on with Racetech Suspension right now, up in Canada. Did he go for any news of a bike ride after the race? No, no, no news as of now. No bike ride? No. Okay. Uh, but uh, Race Tech Suspension, Ben LeMay using them as well. Uh, Zombie Chris Blows and Supercross killed it with Race Tech. So just call down there and mention Pulp, uh, Pulp 19, and uh, they will uh, give you a discount. Thank you also to Maxis and Alpine Stars, Maxis Tires MXST, developed by the King Jeremy McGrath, who I did a podcast with on RacerX Online last week. And, of course, uh, thanks to Alpine Stars. They, uh, they had some new gear out there as well. And uh, Alpine Stars, the Tech 10, the most advanced boot in motocross today. So thanks to those guys. And... Uh, Let's go to 250 class, shall we, for the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. That second moto was cool, man. Like, I just love to see that. Those guys were pushing JT, and Adam would make up a little bit of time, lose it, make up a little bit of time, lose it, and Dylan wasn't making really any mistakes except for maybe the last lap he did, but it it, it was awesome to watch those guys. They were going. That do- is that Doobie? That's Doobie. A, a, that's, is that a Doobie sighting? Doobie in the background, yes. That's the first All Doobie right. appearance on the podcast. Yep, you did I, it? Just, I just want to break it in. Yep. Uh, uh, why? 11-year-old Doobie. Weege, he needed a home, okay, and we stepped up for a Doobie. Yeah, you would You would step up for a Doobie. <laughs> <laughs> team Fried. You're yeah. Team Fried. Team Fried with Doobie. <laughs> um, all right, anyways, good, great race, uh, great race. Yeah, no, it was awesome. You, both of those guys were flat out the entire time, and if you're Ferrandis, you're like, holy crap, can this guy get off my back for one lap? And then if you're Adam, you're just so damn frustrated that you followed this guy the whole race. Uh, but, yes, to see those guys just giving it everything. I mean, they, they made white work of everybody else. The yeah. first moto wasn't, you know, Cooper was there. The second moto, I mean, holy hell, they were out of there. Yeah, it was cool. Adam was Adam felt... Obviously, he wasn't stoked on losing eight points, but Adam felt that he reeled him in, you know, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of a victory. Like he kind of, you know, caught him when he needed to, just couldn't get by him. So, I mean, obviously well, that that and and five dollars will get you a coffee at Starbucks. But yeah, he, uh, you know, to to me, 
yes, giving up eight points is not great. Um, you know, he gave away, gave back eight of the points he gained at, at Spring Creek. But to me, as long as it yo-yos this way, he's don't just going to run out of time. You know, that, that's really all it comes down to. So he doesn't have to win every moto. He's staying 20, 30 points, whatever, and just week after week goes by. Um, the big thing is he just needs to rebound at one of these races. You know, if Dylan comes out, you know, I think Unadilla will be a really strong track for Dylan, as most would probably agree. But then he needs to come back and, and try to win Bud's Creek. And then, you know, you just run out of time as long as you keep this yo-yo effect going on. Great race, huh, Weege? Oh, man. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Uh, you never knew which way it was going to go. I mean, I feel like with Ferrandis out front, you're never too, too worried that he's going to throw it away. I don't know why that is. It's just because he's older or just been a championship dude, even in the GPs or something. I just felt like, okay, he's not going to give it to Adam, but maybe Adam can just get him anyway. Uh, I mean, you just didn't know. And I, I talked to Adam a lot, actually, the morning of the race. And he said Washougal is his favorite track. Even though he's a Florida guy, we've talked about this series. The sand tracks aren't necessarily his best. And he felt that he would probably go P1 in practice, and he actually did. So I think he's like, man, that's a bummer that this ended up being one of the days where I felt the best and my best track, but I didn't get the win. But I guess that's the turnabout of days where he maybe wasn't necessarily the best guy he figured out a way to get the overall listen he was he was making some moves to get up get up front off starts when he wasn't there like he was he was panicking like i gotta get up i gotta get up there now because there was just star yamahas everywhere well was he, he was there though yeah but to get to get mcadoo to get those guys you know he, he was fifth fourth right coming around first turn so yeah, yeah first I, moto first lap was pretty cool, and then yeah, yeah it wasn't like terrible start. No, but no, just going from say fifth to third. Yeah, yeah. He was just like, I got it right now. I cannot like you know. He probably just yeah. saw blue everywhere, and I gotta go. Can we talk about those Yamahas on the start though? <laughs> Holy mean, shit! Oh my gosh! I mean, it wasn't. It's not a fast start particularly, but whatever it was, I mean, we've we've talked about it all year long. They're they're amazing, right? Um, but both motos, dude. Just that was something else. That's that's like the pro circuit. We've seen that. We've seen that in pro circuit ads, right? They did that a couple times, and and so someone needs to put that in an ad, for sure, for Thor Gear or for Yamaha or something. Because well, yeah. and to me, the craziest part of all of it is you watch them and that, and then you watch how tough of a time the Yamaha crew is having in the 450 class. And it's just like, man, what is going on here? Yeah, the 450 guys are just they just can't get anything together, and 250 guys can't do anything wrong, especially at the beginning of the race. Yeah. Moseman with the I third. Into the oh. room here, where I just want to say, like, so Adam's battling Ferrandis and Cooper most of the year. I mean, he's one of the bigger guys in the class. We know those Yamahas are fast. I'm not down talking, obviously, what Pro Circuit's capable of, but is he? Is he overcoming a slight disadvantage? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, can we say that? I think so. Yeah, I, I think so too. But he's gotten good starts all year. I, I don't want to downplay that how good his bike is either because he has found a way and maybe he's just maybe he's just getting it done. But yep. he's been at the front more times than not on the start. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I'm not saying his bike is crap, but dude, those Yamahas, I mean, look at how much proof do you want from this start this weekend to the last four years to the amount of guys that are up there. It's not just one every year, it's like three or four guys over and over and over. I mean, Nichols has been really good this year. You just name the reason as your proof of it is really hard to beat those bikes. And it's like Adam's bike is probably a 98%, but he's going up against 100. And he's, I don't know, 
175 pounds. Yeah. Not huge, huge disadvantage, but I think he's overcoming a small, small bit. Well, we were saying we were saying that Travis Preston was in studio for the Pulp Show, you know, a month or so ago, and he he rode that bike, and he's like, he said it gives him goosebumps. <laughs> he, he said it's amazing. I mean, obviously, look, he's biased. He's the Yamaha guy and everything else, but he yeah. rode the race bike. He's just like, if I could. If you told me that I had to race, but I had to race that bike only, I'd be fine. I'd come back and race. He's like, yeah. it's amazing. I talked to Jimmy Button, and obviously, you know, Jimmy can't ride these days. But he said, however good you think it is, it's better. And that's, you know, he works with those guys, and, and he would know. And he, he doesn't have a reason to tell me it's better than it is. He's just like, it's it's better than you're even thinking it is, just from the guys he's talked to. So. Um, Mosman with a third. Second moto. That's good. Good job for Mosman. We kind of called that, though. We, we expected good things from him. And the fantasy podcast and other things we talked about, Moto 60, well, we didn't do Moto 60 this week, but in the podcast we did leading up, we, we expected good things out of Mosman. Yep. So good job for Mosman. And Cooper Cooper gets third overall, 2-4. Uh, held Adam off in that first moto. Pretty good. Uh, they actually caught Dylan. Both of them caught Dylan at one point. I don't know if Dylan was you know kind of taking it a little bit easy near the end, but... They were coming, and second moto just, uh, yeah, he rode well, but you know didn't quite have Mosman's pace early on. Uh, looks like yeah. Justin Cooper's going to the Grizz Nations, we think. Sounds that way. Yep. So, agent Lucas Myrtle, not so much about designations, but more about Justin Cooper's season and uh, the assumptions that I had. Uh, he agreed with that. You know, he, it's a long year; it's his first full season ever doing both Supercross and outdoors. And uh, just some of that intensity, he, he's having a hard time finding it every single weekend. Where he would just come out and just be dominant early in the motos, he's having a hard time mustering a week after week after week. But yeah, I, I think there's something to that. You just yeah, he'll f- these guys have to learn how to maintain that throughout you know nine month championship season. If you're moving around, JT, stop moving around. It's going in and out, but that's fine. If you're not, yeah. Um, uh yeah I, I yeah I agree right and he'll figure it out and it'll work better and he's probably a future national champion at some point. I agree with that. Um, but yeah, rode really well. So how do we feel about Osborne, Anderson, and Cooper Weege? That's definitely a good team. I know that. Okay, are we just saying now that you won't see Cincerillo and Tomac? Are we just saying this? Yeah. I mean, I think we. I think I mean, we know this. I, I don't want to be the one responsible to announce this to the world, but. That is also saying that the points leaders in each class are both not going to participate. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a solid group of guys. But if you're a Team USA fan, your very first thing is going to be, wait, 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 what? No Tomac? And followed by, wait, 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 what? No Cian Cerullo? So that's that's a big part of this discussion here. And I never expected those guys to do it, especially Tomac. Um But they are the points leaders, and they are not participating, or we expect them to not be participating. Do- do either one of you have a problem with the guys saying they want to go? They've both been on record as saying they want to go, but they're not going. I understand that's how you have to play the okay, game. Okay, me too. I mean, right, yeah. Yeah, look, I'm never going to root for a guy not telling the truth, but I understand that's just the way you got to do it. I mean, if Adam – I don't think Tomac had been asked, but Adam was asked in the press conference at Redbud. It's just to say no straight out like that, even if it's the truth. Uh, it's just – you're going to probably tough- get shot. The tough part of this, the tough part of this weege is that then you go on more message boards, which maybe that's part of the problem going on message boards. But you go yes. on there and then say, you know, that you read people saying he's obviously going, 
he said five times that he's going. He just yeah. said in the press conference last weekend that he's going. I know. What's wrong with you people? Why do you keep asking? And then because then everybody else is like, well, because we don't necessarily believe him. You know, like yep. put, it puts you in a bad spot to be called a liar at, after that, you know. It does. And if this were a real sport, and I'm not even using air quotes, I'm just saying, like if this were Kyrie Irving said one thing one time while he was on the Celtics at like a team. Yeah, he said he was uh, going to resign or I'll be back or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. like five months later, he said, I don't know anyone, anything I'll tell you on July 1st. And those two quotes got reiterated for an entire year over and over and over and over and over. And his words were used against him over and over and over. We just don't play those games here because the sport's small and we try to be respectful. But, yeah, if this were a regular sport, oh, dude, Stephen A. Smith would be ranting on him right now. Yep. Like you said you were going to go. Actually, maybe Stephen A. Stevenson will. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Yep, he'll. he'll It It would be the lead on every morning sports radio show in the country. That headline, him saying I'm going, and then him not going. Yep. Well, hold on. They never said I'm going. They said I would. I would go. I want to. Go. Whatever the yeah. quote was, yeah, yeah. would oh. be repeated over right. and neither, over. And neither over. guy has said I'm going. They just said I would like to go. If I'm asked, I'm ready to. Yeah. They never. Oh, and they're going to be asked. Right. They're, they're going to be. Asked. No, no, no. We I think take that out of there. The sports media is not giving you any wiggle room on that. I think you either say no or they crucify you. I think the angle is going to be we weren't asked. Because they That's were okay. Okay. no no That's no bullshit. because the angle will be we weren't asked but because we told them because Kawasaki said we're not don't ask do not ask our guys we're not going and technically maybe they're right I think that's well, going yeah, to that, that that might be true yep. but look I'm just saying in in the yeah. regular sports media right. world they ain't giving yeah yeah no out. no yeah I agree 100 yeah. so um, yeah I don't expect them to go okay so we got that out of the way the two points leaders not racing that's a big part of the conversation but. The three riders who are going, that's certainly good. I think at one point everyone was like, are we even sending a team? That's not a bad team at all. What did you say on our Friday live show? The slogan? Just show up. Just, Just show, show up. up. Yeah. Just show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Chant that. Yeah, I asked Barsha about riding a 250F. I'm like, I, I've been pounding the drum for you to ride a 250F. He's like, yeah, that'd be cool. I'm like, they'd never do that. He's like, no, they never would. Why would you do that? He said, why would you think outside the box? And I'm like, yes, perfect. Thank you. So, but yeah, bar showing it to the DF, bro. Watch out. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. That would have been great. No, no, that it's not. No. Absolutely great. Yeah, not going to happen, though. Uh, I, I, somebody from Geico, I talked to somebody at Geico this weekend, JT. They said that you kept mentioning that Hunter Lawrence had transmission problems last week. He did not have a okay. transmission problem. He he screwed up his okay. shift off the start, and that's all he was saying was he he himself made a mistake off the start with the, with the okay. shifting. Well, I, and I did say I heard that, so maybe it's not true. But yes, I I apologize if that was in bad information. But I I right. did hear someone say that. So yep. So okay. Um, they had they had plenty of problems besides that. So I'll just leave that there. Yeah, yeah, and 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 then we got into it a little bit over that somebody over there and myself, and and yeah, that you know definitely with Dan Bentley. Like I don't know what went on with Dan. I I like Dan. We had him on the show. Clearly, it was rougher weege than we thought. If only we knew somebody who had PR or contact with the team. But um, yeah, yeah. I at Redbud, they said Dan is going to retire at the end of the year. And he, Dan said, "Yep, I'm you know I'm getting frustrated with certain things, and I have enough money to retire." And I'm going to walk away and move to Idaho and whatever. And I'm like, cool, awesome, you know. And then he's no longer coming to the races. That was not part of any discussion to me. It was Dan's going to retire at the end of the year. <laughs> but 
obviously something else was going on because he's not at the races. That's not really how things work. Well, he told me, and you know that Dan is not one that filters things. Um, he'll tell you like it is. And he's like, yeah, I do. And I found like I was getting into more and more arguments with more and more people as the weeks went on. And I just felt that maybe I was just doing more harm than good. And I've been around 30 some years and I didn't want to just become known as the cranky old man who just argued about everything. <laughs> so before I completely ruined my reputation, it was time to get out. But so but it wasn't he well, put you know, that on himself. He didn't say he was forced out. He gave a reason right. why he was better uh, away from the races. But what him. I'm saying is when you just say, hey, Dan's going to retire at the end of the year and then that's it. That's his last race that that. It, it should have been like, hey, this is his last race. He's retiring. Well, I happen to know of, uh, another thing he was mad about that actually happened during the day at Redbud that I think just further reinforced okay. the I just need to not be here right. anymore. Well, yeah. that's my point was when I started this was something went sideways with the plan. Yeah, and again, uh, not with the team. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he was mad about something else that happened during the race day, not team-related. Right, right. Yeah. So the Hunter Lawrence broke a collarbone, uh, bike broke. It was a part that they'd been using all year. It wasn't anything new. It wasn't anything. But the, as I was explained to me too, like it looks like the team is a bit of a shit show, right? It looks like it, but it's not. <laughs> I don't want to say that. I'm, I'm not on. No, I'm not saying that. you are. No, no, I'm not saying you are. But from the outside, people are like, "Bike broke on Hunter Lawrence. Dan Bentley's gone. Team's testing on Friday at Millville. You know what I mean? Like, if you're just looking at sort of optics, it looks like it's all tied together. And but it, it was. It's not. It's just a coincidence of like crappy things happening so hey speaking of uh, friday testing what, what about the press day roxon and sexton i don't know i never did get to the bottom of that i meant to ask that i should have I, I don't know what Switching happened bikes everyone yeah i was in an elevator with chase on saturday morning and i wanted to ask him so bad and i'm like you know what it's race day i don't want to yeah whatever i'm just gonna let it go i, I should have asked him right um yeah. so anyways sexton um, four six on the day. RJ Hampshire eight five. Uh, how about Ramit? McAdoo's doing Dude, good. Ramit's good. Yeah, Ramit is figuring it out, man. He that, that that thing is flipping in his head a little bit. That switch. Mm-hmm. He's had better results than he ever has before. So um, he was solid for sure. Very good day. After the race, AC made mention to me uh, asking how my boy Troll Train did, and are we still in the title hunt? I, I don't know if he read something or somewhere along the line. Did I write? Did I say it or write it? I think I did about how many points. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was, he was 140 points down. Yeah. And you said nothing was over. Yeah. And that you were still in this thing. Yeah. So I he was I, Adam was asking me about that again. I said, well, we lost more points this weekend, so crashing the first moto. You really w- Troll Train is really start dependent. Troll train is start dependent. I hate to say it, right? You guys all agree with me on that. Uh, it is. It, troll train is yes. Yeah. I mean, everybody's start dependent. No. To yeah. 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 But right. I feel like troll train is more. Yeah. There was one year. Was it sixteen or seventeen? The beginning of the season, like maybe the first four rounds. Troll was riding out of his mind, and he actually wasn't start dependent. He was going from like yeah. eighth to, to second in motos. I don't know what was going on at that point. But beyond that, yes, yeah. start dependent. Uh, Heart Raft, another good day for Heart Raft. He's putting these things together, getting doing doing okay. Yeah, he's been so. solid. Yep. Um, Christian Craig, I texted him today. I said, "Hey, bro, nice job." And then he wrote me back about got to do better. This happened or that happened. I said, "Dude, you just got some results. That's that's all that matters. Like, just settle down. The eleven thirteen is fine. 
<laughs> yep. You know. Everybody, everybody does well, and I don't pick them up fantasy. No Here we go. Everybody does great. Derek Drake in the first moto was strong. Good job. Oh. Yeah, was he ninth? Tenth. He finished tenth, uh, but he yeah, was tenth. Yeah. He was up. The, he was an eighth a lot of the race. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, were you going to say? Were you going to say something about Craig JT? Or, I mean Weech. Sorry. Yeah, I agree with you. When I saw 11th uh, at the end of the moto, to me, that was like huge. Dude, it's right? tough to even freaking uh, race or finish races or anything. And by the <laughs> way, obviously, hanging in the another elephant of the room to discuss here, you know, this PED, lot of test things hanging around. He did have an injury at high point. It's just gone absolutely the, horribly. So 11th, yeah. <laughs> take that. I mean, he thought he was going to have the, he thought he was going to have the, the penalty already or whatever was going to happen by now. So again, we don't have enough time for me to start yelling and screaming, but still waiting. Yes, yes, yes. Just uh, bizarre. Uh, yeah. Oldenburg can't get can't get it done right now. Needs a ride and hurt his ankle in the first moto. Lined up, got second moto was eleventh, but first moto he was like sixth or seventh forever. Tough, tough deal for Oldenburg for sure lately. Um, yeah. Peters, like I said, came from last to nineteenth in moto one on a track that's hard to pass. Good job for Peters. Um, anything else? Am I missing anything? 250 class? Fly Racing Racer X podcast? Live show on Friday. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, we had a live show uh, yep. Friday night at the Alberta Rose Theater. We had 300 and something people, I think, or something. Um, was that the best one yet? That one or Vegas with RV and Chad? That was the best two, I think. So you far. think? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. No? Ah. I thought it was really good. The Vegas ones have I... all been really good to me. All of them have been a tie. This one was good, though, certainly. Um, I thought the Denver one was good, man. Yeah, Denver was good. Yeah, yeah. it was. So, what? Uh, it's hard to compete. It's yeah. not fair to throw RV and Chad out there. Like that's yeah, that's an exception. You're you're taking two of the all time greats and two of the best shit talkers you can get. Yep. Uh, so that's hard for anything to compete with. Yeah, they're fun though. Yeah. These things, they're good. Justin Bogle, thank you for coming up, and Zach Osborne, of course. You know, it's great to have those guys there. They were both awesome. Yep, they were. So a lot of yeah. fun to do these. We're gonna try to do more of them. I think. Only Zach Osborne would, A, come to an event, and then, B, when we were done and we had to take intermission, what did Zacho do? Came back to the green room. Yeah, hung and out. hung out and, and talked to us and hung out more. And then, uh, and then and was there early, I guess, too. Not, not You know, he was not on, you know. Yes. Yes. The, the riders are all told, like, hey, this is when we need you, so please come 10 minutes earlier, and this is when we're going to, you know. and and But not Zacho. He's just there the whole time. Yeah. Um, yep. Our buddy Moser came on stage. Yes. Yep. He was He was on fire. Almost broke a microphone. Almost broke a microphone that we had to pay for. Yeah, because he just can't can't control himself. I warned you. You did. You did. Yep. But you ultimately gave the okay. To- I did. I did. Uh, I just. He's a wild card. You know what you're getting. You just don't know how bad. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he tried to take over the show. Then he, he dropped the microphone. Yep. Almost broke it. He he told me at I'm some g- point. I'm just glad. He, I'm just glad he didn't bring his hitchhiker. Yeah. He told me at some point there was a line for his autograph in the pits. I don't know if this is true, but did you guys see the guy with the Zane Merritt T-shirt? Yeah, I did see that. And he just yeah. had he had one autograph on it. It was it just said Moser. Yes. Yeah. It's Zane Merritt. Zane Merritt's number, and it said Moser. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Zane Merritt screwed me. Fantasy. <laughs> Want to share that? Fly Racing Zone. Zane Merritt. Yep. Not a good day. No. No. He he didn't like the track. He said he'd never been there before. It was weird. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. Um. No, live show was good, though. So if you came out to it, really appreciate it. Thank you. Hope you had a good time. It, it was cool. It was fun um, to do. So, uh, Oh, also RV1125 race, and now he says he's the all-time 
winningest 125 rider, all-star slash dream race rider ever. I said, I don't think anybody's keeping track of his stats. He's only in it for the records at this point. Right, right. So he was on fire in our post-race interview also as well. Um. Okay. Well, Weech, your Hell Week starts tomorrow. <laughs> your 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 Navy Seal Hell Week starts tomorrow. Uh, Loretta's, as I've said over and over, I say it publicly. I'll even say it on stage tomorrow night at opening ceremonies. It's the best week and the worst week. It's the hardest week and the easiest week. It's it's all of it, man. And I I know that goes not just for me as a lowly announcer, which isn't that important. But everyone else, whether you're the parent or the rider or the trainer or working there, it's hell week for everyone, but it's also the most unforgettable week of the year, too. I mean, it's literally the only week you'll ever have in the world where it's a week of motocross, sun up to sundown. So there's and all your buddies are there and everybody's, you know, they're doing the same thing, all pulling in the same direction. So it's the best of times and the worst of times, no doubt. And you're just sweating. Yeah. Well, last year, I don't know. I it's this will never happen again, but it was pretty much 82 degrees every day last year. I don't know what was going on. I've never ever seen it like that. No one could ever remember it being like that. That right. really helped. But it is awesome. It is also hard and is also any other thing you can come up with on the extremes of two sides of an argument. JT, how much money would I have to pay you to go to Loretta's for a week? Me? Yeah. Oh, I I've, I've been in the last few years. Uh I don't mind it. The biggest thing for me, you give me a place where I can get out of the heat, like an, an air-conditioned motorhome, or I can stay in a hotel room, or I can hang out in the booth where we just commentated from where it's AC, I'm all in. No problem. But if you expect me to stand outside all day, every day, uh, no thank you. <laughs> Look, the, the bench racing, if I didn't have to like literally watch every single moto and know what was going on, and I could do more hanging out, and as JT said, do it in some air conditioning, it really doesn't get much better. There's a lot of industry heavies, yep. a lot of really deep discussions and rumors and innuendos and stories get told. A lot of great stories get created. It's got a lot going for it. But, yeah, it's also a long-as-hell weekend. It's also really hot. Remind me to unfollow RacerX this week online. Oh, there's going to be a lot of, <laughs> Just, lot of social. Yeah, this is, yeah, this will be too much. The best part is our announcer's tower. People come up there to get out of the heat. We have a window air conditioning unit up there at full blast. Yep. And I think it's like 80 seven degrees in that announcer's tower <laughs> but that is way better that's a 10 degree game it's not nice at all but it's just better yeah yeah yeah, yeah. anyway it's... racertv.com everybody yeah. we'll have it uh, tuesday through saturday a lot of motos me myself kevin kelly and megawatt and rodney tomlin and i don't know i heard west kane's hanging around we'll probably drag him up there it's 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 a hell of a time yeah if you haven't ever gone probably just saying what the f is the deal with this race why does anyone care i don't know you just kind of got to see it and go to experience it and you'll get it it's motocross sun up to sundown for seven days i'll uh i went there's 98 i feel like i'm good i feel like i'm good okay, <laughs> okay. like i've got it i was there the whole week wow. sitting on a bumper a, a man with your interest in amateur racing i, I can understand yeah. this is the but week Steve, where you tell me this you tell me this you get there. There'll be one night this week where you walk over to the Cowie area and there's McGrath and Mitch and everybody's drinking beers and you get into a four-hour bench racing session with Mitch and Jeremy McGrath and 
you can't get anything better than that. Like, that only happens there because you have so much freaking time. You're not rushing to the airport. You're not worried about we have to get a moto, you know, to the gate in 45 minutes. It has that element that no other race has. Well, if you could, if only phone service worked there, you could patch me in to that session. But let me add RV to that too. He said he's coming too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah you'll have RV McGrath and Mitch, just for example, all hammered on course lights, telling you anything you ever wanted to hear ever. It's pretty epic. Fantastic. And Red Dog. I never see Red Dog. <laughs> I know he's there. Yeah. Timmy Red is Dog Timmy's a man of beer parties. Doesn't seem his deal. Timmy is a man of. Uh, he's low key. Yes. He's low key. Uh, Nick Wright will be there. the only guy that doesn't, you know, the classic tell me your Mitch Payton story? Does he actually not have one? No, probably not. No, no. He, he no. <laughs> Too low-key? I don't know. I, we want to do a segment on Pulp Show where Timmy texts of the week because the things he texts me are just unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, he could, could a guy be any more clueless? You know? So. All right. Yeah, week off. So enjoy the week off, uh, JT, and I will as well, and, and Weege will not. So. Um, I will not be getting a week off. I will be going to Belgium for a Lommel. Oh, when do you leave? Thursday. Shit. Okay, we got Lommel. Yeah. We got we got Loretta's. We're very busy this week. Yeah. All right. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, happy travels to both of you guys. Uh, Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Thanks, everybody, for listening. JT Weege. Thanks, boys. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Miguel was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. 
I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that air I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey.